0: Psalm 27, verse number one, the Lord is my light and my salvation, whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life, of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes come upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though an host should camp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord, and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me up upon a rock. And shall, and now shall mine head be lifted up above mine enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing. Yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice. Have mercy upon me, and and answer me. When thou saidest, Seek ye my face, my heart said unto thee, Thy face, Lord, will I seek. Hide not thy face far from me. Put not thine servant away in anger. Thou hast been my help. Leave me not, neither forsake me, O God of my salvation. When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. Maybe we'll stop there. A lot of reading. So it looks like David is in a place that... Uh, in a place he had desired to be someplace else, really. And he said this in verse number 4, One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple, you know david I, I I believe you could say this physically, David was probably away from Jerusalem, maybe being pursued by Saul, maybe maybe run out by Absalom, maybe before he ever became the king and fleeing from uh, Saul over and over and over again, quite a few years that went on. But David said, my, my one desire, the one thing that I desire of the Lord that I may seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. You know, here's David longing to go to the house of God. And I believe that he had longed by the Word of God, he had loved to dwell there. He would loved to live there. He'd like to just set up residence there. But you know how it is for us today? God has set up residence in you. If you're saved, David longed to be able to go to the house of God, and yet God, through the work of Jesus Christ and the work of the Holy Spirit, God has set up residence in and those that are saved, God has come to dwell with man. David would like to go to the house of God and, and maybe the Lord's presence would be there. Maybe it would be a day that God's presence, the glory would come down and David could dwell there. And he wanted to live there. He wanted to be there continually. But you know the Lord, through the work of Jesus Christ and the work of the Holy Spirit, you're the tabernacle of the Lord. You're the dwelling place of God. And God has come to dwell with us. Isn't that wonderful? That we don't have to wish that we could be at the house of God to dwell. But God said, I'll come and dwell with you. But I'd really like to look at verse number 8 and to think about that. When thou saidest, Seek my face, my heart said unto thee, Thy face, Lord, will I seek. So here is David, same psalm. David is saying, Lord, when you spoke to me, my heart heard it. God, when you spoke to me, there was something in my heart. And you know, this is the word that I think about something in my heart resonated. God, there was something in my heart and and I want us to be able to see this. So, as you think about that, I'd like for you to think about this piano right here. I can hit one key on that piano and every string in there will hear that sound. I don't mean literally. But those... Strings that are in tune with the key I hit will every one vibrate. To resonate, reverberate. So as you think about that, just listen to this. So to resonate, to resound. That word resound, you know what that is? Look at it. It's spelled R-E-S-O-U-N-D. Re, sound. That's what's happening with the piano. When you hit the key of C, 88 keys on that piano, 230 strings, and there's 8 C notes on that piano. When you hit the high C, C. Every other string in there that's a C note is going to vibrate. When God speaks to man, if you're saved, I'd like for you to think about this. Have you heard God speak to you? Was there any reverberation in your heart? Was there any resounding? That word resound. An echo. Resounding. So God speaks to man. David said, Lord, when You speak, my heart said, Lord, You said, seek my face. My heart reverberated. My heart resounded. My heart echoed. And my heart said, God, Your face I'm going to seek. You know, I I wonder today, have we heard God speak? Or is it like this? I hit the C and the A and the B and the D and the E and the F and the G are all in the midst of the sound, but there's no vibration of them. You see, it has to be the same frequency. If it's not the same frequency, it doesn't vibrate. So we have to be in tune with God, don't we? Can a man be out of tune? You know, several years ago, we called a man to come and tune the piano. You remember that? What was wrong? It wasn't in tune. There was no harmony there. You could take the tuner and tune the guitar to the tuner, and then you play the piano, and they were out with one another. God is speaking to David, and David says this, when thou saidest, seek my face. Has God said that to you? Has there been a call of God for us to seek after Him? You think about that. Has God sounded to us? Has there been a vibration? Has there been an echo from our heart? I'll say this. If there's no seeking after God, you reckon it's because He hasn't sought us? Or is it that we're out of tune with hearing what God has to say? Which would it be? I believe it could be either one. But know this, unless God calls, there will be no vibration. You know what's going to happen for those strings and that piano to, to vibrate? There's going to have to be an outside source hit the key, Right? So for you and I to come to God, God must hit the key upon our heart. There must be an initiation of God calling unto us. But I say this, if God has struck the key of our heart, are we are we responding? Are we in tune? Are we in the place that we're seeking after God? Do you think that there, that there would be a call of God that bids us to come? Is there a call of God that bids us to seek after Him? God says, David said to us, Lord, You said to seek Your face. And my heart immediately, immediately my heart resounded, O Lord. And my heart said, I'll seek your face, O God. Does man seek after God? Psalm 14, he says this, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt. They are done abominable works. There is none that doeth good. The Lord looked down from heaven upon men of the children of men to see if there were any that did understand and seek God. There's none. You see, if God doesn't seek after you and I, we'll never seek God. If there's not someone to hit a key on the piano, all of those strings in there are silent. I wonder today, has God struck a note in our heart today? Has God struck a note in our heart? I I, I think about this. You know, uh, I I believe that God, according to what He said in Romans chapter number number 9, I'd like to just read a verse here, and I believe the Lord could put this together. So the Bible said in the book of Romans chapter number 8 and verse number 29, For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Have you ever thought about God's conforming? He's predestined to conform us if you're saved, if you're born again. God has predetermined to conform you. You know, there's either praise or there's praying and affliction. Can God bring me to affliction that I'll call on Him? Can God, could I, could I have joy and praise the Lord you know, David desired to be in the house of God. He, he wanted to lift up and to glorify the name of the Lord. But I'll say this, man is resistant to the conformity of God. Wonder why, wonder why that there are some children that you have to give a whipping after one, after another, after another, and others you don't have to whip near as much. Why why? Why are they getting a whipping? Would you say nonconformity? Would you say that the reason I'll say for me, a lot of times the reason I'm getting a whipping is because of nonconformity. A lot of the times the reason I'm getting a pruning the reason I'm getting a shaving, the reason I'm getting a trim, is because there's things in my life that are not in conformity to looking like the Son of God. But you know, I believe it'd be good when God says, Seek ye in my face. I believe it'd be good if my heart was in tune to where I would say immediately, immediately, you know, I don't believe there's so, no great distance, no great time here. When God speaks, when should I respond? Should I respond immediately? Would it be good when God said, Seek my face? When God said, Thou saidest unto me, Seek my face. Would it be good for me to seek after the face of God immediately? Are we doing that? has God spoken, has God, has God resounded in our heart and spoke to us and said, seek my face? You know, he says that several times. He said that, I believe it's in uh, Second Chronicles, a very familiar scripture. If my people, which are called by my name, would humble themselves and turn from their sins and seek my face, I, I, I would forgive their sins and heal their land. But you know, if I'm going to seek after God, how? I tell you, it's got to be from the heart. It's not from the ear. I, I, I believe that God, you, you think about this, that God has to strike a note in the heart of man. If God doesn't strike a note in the heart of man, man will never respond to God. You know, I'll, I'll have to be quiet to hear God. I'll have to shut out part of this world. I'll have to shut out an abundance of this world or I'll not be able to hear God and my heart will not resound to the call of God. But these words, he said, when when thou saidest seek my face, my heart said unto thee, thy face, Lord, will I seek. My heart, my heart said unto thee, what about that? that 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 heart that was struck by the hand of God you know that that word it means to strike again, resound us strike again, so does God strike the note again? How many times does God strike the note before I respond? I should respond immediately, shouldn't I Now you think with me, if I'm in tune. If the piano's in tune and I hit the C, I hit the D, I hit the F, when I hit that, every chord that's in, that in tune with that, I've got that same harmony, that same frequency. When, when I strike that note, immediately all of those strings are going to resound. But it's got to be from the heart Listen to Hosea. Hosea said, Ephraim is like a silly dove, without heart. This is in chapter 7, verse 11. They call to Egypt, they go to Assyria. When they shall go, I will spread my net upon them. I will bring them down as the fowls of heaven. I will chasten them as the congregation hath heard. What's Ephraim doing? Ephraim doesn't have a heart to follow God. Ephraim, Ephraim doesn't have a heart to follow after God. How, how will I find God? I believe he says it like this. Maybe you would agree with me. That he says, When you seek for me with all of your heart. When you search for me with your whole heart. When you long after me with your whole heart. So, do I have to come to God in honesty? Do I have to come to God in truth? Do I have to come to God in sincerity? Let me ask you this. When David said one thing, I long after you. Do you think there was anything else on his mind but being able to get down to the house of God and to be in the presence of the Lord? You see, if our heart's not in it, how does God look at it? If our heart's not in it, What are we doing? I tell you, we're just going through the motions. You know what we're being strummed by? I tell you, we're out of tune with God and the things of the world is what we're reacting to. The frequency of the world. I tell you, God, when God speaks to the heart of man and the world speaks to the heart of man, that's two different frequencies. That Those those don't operate the same way. But if I'm responding, if I'm unresponsive to God, am I responsive to the world? Is that what is driving me? Is that what's causing the reverberation? Is that what's causing me to echo? Is that what is coming from me? Uh, friend, as you, you think and you look today and you think about what a condition our world and our church world is in today, what is... What is the echo out of our families and our people today? Is it an echo of the voice of God? Is it an echo of God? Or is it an echo of the world? When thou saidest seek ye my face, my heart said. My heart. God, my heart. He says to us in Hosea, woe unto them that have fled from me. Where'd they gone? They'd gone to Egypt. They'd went to Assyria. But they didn't go to the Lord. What was wrong? Had God not called them? God had called them. God had called to them and they'd ran to the world to find help from the world. But God said, you've not called on me. Why haven't you called on me? I tell you, most of the time, the reason we don't call on God is things are going too smoothly. That's the reason. Things are going too good, too smooth. And they have not cried unto me with their heart. Listen to these words. Hosea 7 verse 14. They have 13, Woe unto them, for they have fled from me, destruction unto them, because they have transgressed against me. Though I have redeemed them, yet they have spoken lies against me. They have not cried unto me with their heart when they howled upon their beds. They assembled themselves for corn and wine, and they rebelled against me. I believe you said in the book of Matthew, Jesus said it like this, He said, "This people draw nigh to me with their mouth, but their heart is far from me. Would you look at Hosea 7.14? What's going on here? Well, according to what the Lord said. The Lord said, they've not cried unto me with their heart. They're howling on their beds. What's the difference in howling on their beds and crying from the heart? What are they wanting? They're wanting corn and wine. I tell you what God would like to have. God would like to have our heart. God's not interested in our hand. That's what we're interested in. We're interested in the hand of God. God's interested in the heart. Ephraim is going after the hand of God. So they're not crying from the heart, but they're howling on their bed. You know what's going on? There's a howling going on. There's not a crying from the heart, but there's a howling of the flesh that we might have what we desire in the flesh. Lord, we're not interested in You. Would You just send us corn and wine and we won't bother You any longer? I tell you, God's interested in the relationship. Man is interested in what he can get from God. God is interested in the relationship. You know, I believe I that it's like this. That man as a whole, that man as a whole considers intimacy physical. Women as a whole consider intimacy as affection. It's not so much physical. God said, Seek my face. You know what man's doing? Man's seeking after the hand of God. You know what the women are after? Look in her face. Don't look at the rest of her body. Look in her face. God is saying, Look in my face. I'm desiring your affection. I'm desiring your heart. You may look and think that intimacy is when you get what you want physically, but God is interested in us coming face to face. i tell you what you can see. When you look somebody in the eye, then you can really see if there's love there or if there's no love there. God said, seek my face. Is He looking for something more than us looking for His hand? I tell you, God's looking for an intimacy that we would look into the eyes and recognize the love of God. That we would look into the eyes of God, into the face of God, and realize it. I tell you, that that, and, and I don't know how to say this, but say it in a human sense, you know, God's hurt. God's hurt. That we're not after his face. God is hurt that man is continually howling on his bed and wanting corn and wine, and God has redeemed us, and God has brought us out of Egypt, and God has saved us, and there's no desire to come to God. I tell you, I believe that the heart of God is hurt because nobody is desiring to seek after the face of God. He calls and says, Seek my face, but does my heart? Does my heart say God? My heart will seek after you. You see, I I, I say this. How much is done without heart? There's nothing done to please God without the heart. But there's much religion done Without the heart. There's a lot being done without heart. Not toward God. It's fleshly. David said, seek. You say, Lord, seek ye my face. My heart, immediately. My heart jumps. My heart pounds. My heart resounds. And my heart says, God, your face I'll seek. Lord, I want you. Lord, I'm not interested. <clears throat> you know, David didn't say, Lord, I, I wish you would get me out of this situation. Lord, I wish you would get rid of my enemies. Lord, I wish you would take care of, of the food situation. Lord, I wish you would get rid of Saul. He said, Lord, my longing and I desire, my one and only is to dwell with you in your house forever. We ought to long for that, shouldn't we? Yeah. Listen to Jeremiah. <laughs> Jeremiah, he says in Jeremiah chapter 24. So here's the picture of the figs, the good and the evil. Jeremiah 24. Verse 4, Again the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Thus saith the Lord of the God of Israel, Like these good figs, so will I acknowledge them that are carried away captive unto Judah, whom I have sent out of this place into a land of the Chaldeans for their good. Why did God send them to Babylon? For their good. Why does God bring trouble in my life? Why does God bring us under affliction? Why does God bring oppression? Well, the truth is, they left God in the beginning, didn't they? They were serving idols. But you know what the Lord said? The Lord said, I'm going to take them down to, to the Chaldeans. I'm going to send them down to Babylon for 70 years for their good. But there's another group there there's a group there that are not going to go to Chaldea. Listen, read with me, if you will. Verse number 6. I'm going to read verse 5 again, and I'd just like for you to notice a few things in it. So will I acknowledge them that are carried away captive unto Judah, whom I have sent out of this place into the land of the Chaldeans for their good. i will sin. I will set my eyes upon them for good. I will bring them again to this land. I will build them and not pull them down. And I will plant them and not pluck them up. I will give them a heart to know me that I am the Lord and they shall be my people and I will be their God for they shall return unto me with their whole heart. Are going to do that immediately? No, it's going to be 70 years. God help me to learn my lesson quickly. God help us to learn our lesson quickly. When God calls that I don't have to go to Chaldea, and I don't have to go to Babylon, that I don't have to have my heart changed. Now know this. When God brought them out of Egypt, when God brought you out of Egypt, if you're genuinely saved, God gave you a new heart. When David writes in Psalm 27, he's not talking to lost people. He's talking to saved people. That Scripture, Lord... You said, seek your face. My heart said, I'll fake your face, Lord, I'm going to seek. Is that to a lost man? (laughs) No, that's to a saved man. Who are these people here that are going down to Babylon? These are people that have rejected God. These are people that have rebelled against God. These are people when God hit the note on the piano, their string didn't resound. Are we going to seek after the face of God? When God hits the note that, uh, that echoes, that hits in our heart, are we going to echo and say, Lord, as You said, I'm going to do. What's He going to do down in Babylon? i tell you what He's going to do. He's going to conform them. He is. He's going to conform them. I don't have one, but I've seen them. You've seen them little things about this stick around. Maybe got a little handle on it. And it might look like a biscuit cutter. You can make hamburgers in it, couldn't you? And you conform that patty to that little cutter, don't you? God is conforming his people down in Babylon. What's he going to do? I tell you, he's going to get them to the place where they're seeking after him with all their heart. Listen, he says to us, I, I will give them a heart to know me. He's going to bring them to a place that they're going to want to know God. I don't want to have to be brought there. I want to know God. I want to know about the Lord. I want to know about him because He stirred in my heart and because He hit the note on the piano of my heart and friend, the strings in my heart begin to cry out to Him and reverberate and say, Yes, Lord, I desire and I long to seek after You. Lord, I don't want You to have to make me to have a heart. I don't want You to make me, Lord. I don't want You to have to Whip me and punish me and scold me and do all of these things to conform me. Oh God, let your word conform me. Is that not what you want out of your children? Do you not want your word to conform them rather than a belt to conform them? Isn't that true? God wants the same thing. God wants us to take Him at His Word and believe Him and know this, He loves you. When He says, Seek ye my face, my heart ought to resound and say, God, Your face I want to seek. Can He do it different? Have you done it different, Joseph? Joseph? Did you have to do it different, Larry? Can He give us a whipping? Can He send us to Babylon? Can He take away the corn and the wine? Can He make us howl on the bed? I tell you what He'd really like. He'd really like for us to cry from our heart instead of howling on the bed. He had really loved for us to cry out from our heart and say, God, I heard that note. I heard you speak to me. Of God, you know, I, I guess you spoke of me a time, Lord. And, and my heart was so out of tune I couldn't hear it. Oh, I would pray that God would strike a note of fear. God would strike a note of judgment. God would strike a note of guilt. God would strike a note in our heart and say, don't you know, that the One that's speaking to you loves you? And I'm going to send them down to Babylon. And I'm going to give them a heart to know me. That I am the Lord. And they shall be my people and I will be their God. And they shall return unto me with their whole heart. they got a different heart now. David said in the Psalms, he said, you know, before I was afflicted, I went astray. Right? Psalm 119, I believe. Can you see how this is just like children? Before I was afflicted, I went astray. Can little Johnny say that? Can little James say that? Can little Joel say that? Can little Delia say that? Can little Greg say that? Yeah. Before I was afflicted, I went astray. But now I've kept thy word. It is good for me that I have been afflicted, and I might learn thy statutes. That's what that's what the psalmist said in Psalm one nineteen. So as we as you think about this, I, I, I'm going to send them down to Babylon. What's he going to do? He's going to change them. He's going to conform them. He's going, to, he's going to change their heart. He's going to get them to a place that they're going to seek after God with all of their heart. He's going to get them to a place that there's no other hope. He's going to get them to a place that they know He's the Lord. Wouldn't it be good to know Him? I spoke to him. Hosea 7. Did He speak to him? He did. He said this, I will bring them down as the fowls of heaven. I will chasten them as their congregation hath heard. Has God give us a warning? He's given us a warning. Warning after warning after warning. You know what man does? Man don't want to get in tune. Man, man's interested in corn and wine, howling on the bed, wanting God to take care of the fleshly things. I think what God would like. God would like to have your heart. God would like for you to want Him. God would like for you to love Him. God would like for you to have your heart and your affection set on Him. Not on what He can give you. You realize today, folks, that's what the majority of preaching is today, is about what God can give you? I believe it's JFK who said, Don't ask what your country can do for you but ask what you can do for your country. But I ask you this, if you're saved, why do I continue to ask, God, what can You do for me? Why don't I ask God? When You struck that note in my heart, God, help me. Help me to stay in tune, Lord. When You strike the note on my heart, that my heart immediately resounds and says, Lord, Thy face I'll see. You think that would make God happy? Let me ask you, would it make you happy if you told your boys or you told your girls, you told your family, you told them to do so and so and immediately they did it? Wouldn't that be wonderful? Wouldn't it be wonderful if you didn't have to say, I'm going to count to three? How foolish. You think they believe? You know, we may play games with God, but i tell you this. In the end, God is going to bring destruction. He said this, They have not cried unto me with their heart when they went down, when they howled on their beds. They assembled themselves. They've come together. Why, they come down to the Lord's house. They come down there. Why They come back. But, you know, the Lord knows the heart, doesn't he? Doesn't God know the heart? He knows whether we come to see Him or come to see if we could get some more corn and wine. Didn't He say? Didn't He say that you seek Me not because of the miracles, but you seek Me because of the fishes and loaves? I ask you, ladies and gentlemen, that was written probably about 33 A.D., 1990 years ago. reckon man's changed much. Still the same, ain't it? What's man want today? Want God to give fishes and loaves? Not really fishes and loaves today. We'd rather have steak and potatoes and, and a salad and a nice car and a big fine house and more money and less work. That's what man's interested in today. And we believe God can give us that. He can if He wants to. But I tell you what He'd really like. What He would really like is for you to love Him. What He would really like is for my heart. When He says, seek in my face, He'd like for my heart to immediately respond. You know, I was reading a little today about that resounding or resonance. For breaking glass, you've heard of women breaking glass? It really can be done. You know, you, you take a, a fork or a knife or something and tut, hit a glass or a, maybe a wine glass or something crystal that sound that you get, that sound that comes from that, if there's a person that can make that exact sound, that glass begins to vibrate. And if it vibrates enough and the sound is strong enough, it'll break the glass. I tell you, God can get the frequency that can break me. God can bring about the frequency to break me. I'm not saying that to be ugly. I'm saying that through the Word of God, God is desiring that we would respond. He's desiring that I would respond to His Word instead of His belt. He's desiring that I would respond to His Word instead of a hickory. He's desiring that I would respond to His Word. You know, I believe this is still true today. I believe some sickness comes, some accident comes, some tragedy comes, that immediately man thinks, well, what have I done? Where'd Where'd you get that? Is there any truth to that? Looks to be true right here. Looks to be true right here. I'm not saying every tragedy is to whip you. But I'm saying this, is God conforming us or not? Is every day of our life God conforming us to the image of His Son? So here's Israel. Though I have bound and strengthened their arms, yet do they imagine mischief against me. They turned away from God and turned against him. Just a little bit more in the book of Jeremiah for just just another minute. Jeremiah twenty four, he said, I'm going to send this a group down to Chaldea. And he said, I'm gonna I'm going, to, I'm going to, they're gonna return with their whole heart. He said in Jeremiah chapter number 29, He said it like this, And you shall seek me and find me when you search for me with all of your heart. You know, it's by the unction of the Holy Ghost that anybody seeks after God. So with that being said, do I ignore God when He speaks to me? Can, can you see that outside of God speaking, there would, be, there would be no coming to Him. There would be no desire for Him. There would be no seeking God. But if He would speak to me, why would I ignore Him? Why would I say, God, You must be speaking to Leah. You must be speaking to Daniel. Why would I not say when that come to my heart, When that when that sounded in my heart, why wouldn't I say, Lord, your face I'm going to seek? Lord, you spoke to me. How privileged that I am that God would speak to me. And they you shall seek me and find me. Am I going to find him half hearted? Am I going to find him divided? Uh, 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 A double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways, isn't he? David said, one thing I've longed for. God spoke to him. He said, David, seek after me. David said, my heart. My heart says, Lord, I'll seek after your face. I long after you, Lord. Listen, just another minute here in Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 24. There's another group of people. There's a group of people and he says this. He says to the other group, So will I give Zedekiah, the king of Judah and his princes, and the residue, this is 24-8, Jeremiah. Listen. I will deliver them to be removed unto all the kingdoms of the earth for their hurt. To be a reproach and a proverb, a tone and a curse, and all places whither I shall drive them. Is God in control of the destruction of the the people that won't hear? He is, folks. Do you know that Zedekiah called for Jeremiah more than once? Is there any word from the Lord? And Jeremiah gave him the word and he said, surrender. Submit yourself to the king of Babylon and you shall live and your family. But you know what? The Word of God come, and the Word of God come, and the Word of God came. And Zedekiah thought, I'll escape between the walls. I'm going to run away and get away. He didn't get away, folks. And you're not going to get away either. (coughs) Before Zedekiah's eyes was put out, he saw his daughters and his wives... You can just imagine. And he saw his sons and his princes killed. And then they put his eyes out. What was that a result of? Jeremiah said, God said, seek you my face, Zedekiah. There was nothing in there that echoed what God said. There was nothing in there that resounded to what God said. Hey folks, if we're so privileged that God would speak to us, God help us to respond to the Word of God.